Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, and today we'll be looking at verses 1 through 10, Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Now, the past several weeks leading up into to Easter, we have been looking at the various miracles of Jesus Christ, and we have looked at how they proved his deity, they proved his messiahship, and they also show how he interacts with us and what he does for us. Today, we are going to look at a different aspect concerning Jesus Christ, and that is his kingship, Jesus the King his role as king. 
So again, open your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 10. It's written, And when they came near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, unto the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your ways into that town that is over against you, and as soon as ye shall enter into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat. Loose him, and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way, and found a colt tied by the door without, in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. Then certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosening the colt? And they said unto him, As Jesus had commanded them, so they let them go. Was that Della? No. <laughs> okay. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom that cometh in the name of the Lord our father David. Hosanna, O thou which art in the highest heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship. Just illuminate your word for us and help us just to take what we learn today and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us today. Be with those that cannot make it today, Lord, those that are traveling, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, I just pray that you would give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross and just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision today, just pray that you would speak to their hearts. Again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all the many blessings that you've given us. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, today is Palm Sunday. It's the day that we celebrate the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Now, if you think about what we have just read concerning Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, you know, the first thing that we see is his riding upon the colt into Jerusalem. You know, we can just picture these things in our mind. We can picture the, the crowds throwing their garments in front of him and then throwing palm trees in front of him as, as they march him into Jerusalem. And, you know, then the, the crowds just cheering for Christ as they go into Jerusalem. You know, calling out, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. You know, Hosanna in the highest. And when we think about these things, or at least when I think about these things, 
You know, I can see the gloriousness of it, but then I can also see sadness. It's glorious because of what it represents. But then it's sad because the same crowds that welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem and were crying out, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord are the same ones that later that week cried out, crucify him, turning on him. You know, on Palm Sunday, they were crying out, Hosanna, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And then several days later, crucify him. And then they also were saying, we have no king but Caesar. We have no king but Caesar. You know, we focus on the palm branches on Palm Sunday. We focus on Jesus' triumphal entry. But there is something very significant that is going on in this passage. There's something very significant about Jesus riding this colt into Jerusalem the way he did. And what is significant? What is going on in this passage? In this passage, Jesus is offering himself to Israel as her king. That's what is going on here. Jesus is offering himself. He's presenting himself as the king that was promised to Israel. Riding on the donkey. And when you look at this passage, it has a lot of symbolism. Riding on the donkey symbolized his coming in peace as king. I mean, this goes back, if you look back in 1 Kings chapter 1. Turn back to 1 Kings chapter 1, uh, verse 33. And you see what's going on in that passage. David had given Solomon his donkey to ride when Solomon was presenting himself as king. There was a lot of symbolism there. Because the donkey and riding upon that donkey symbolized the king coming in peace, but it also symbolized the king's Humility as a servant of God. So it symbolized peace and humility. So he had not come to conquer. Jesus had not come to conquer. He had come as the Prince of Peace. He had not come to wage war. He was peacefully offering himself to the people of Israel. Now, why was he doing this at this time? Because if, you, if we look, we also see that he knew that they were going to reject him and crucify him. But there were several things that was going on here. The first is, he was offering himself as 
king because he had proven himself to be their Messiah. He had done this with his miracles. He had done this with his teaching. He had also proven himself to be the Son of God. He had proven himself to be God, the creator of all things. And he had done this through his miracles. And then he had also proven his authority to them through his teaching. So here we see him peacefully offering himself as king to Israel, as their promised Messiah. But there's something else about Jesus' claim to being king of Israel. Turn over to Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38. Now, we're not going to read the, this passage, but if you look at this passage of Scripture, you see Jesus' lineage. And this is the lineage of Mary. Now, if you look, just to give you a, an aside here, if you look at verse 23, what you're going to see is you're going to see Joseph's name mentioned, but that's only because they mentioned the men. And Joseph was the husband of Mary. But you see Jesus' lineage through Mary all the way to David. And then from David all the way to Abraham. And then from Abraham all the way to Adam. And then if you want the lineage of Joseph, look over in, in the first chapter of Matthew. You see Matthew, you see Joseph's lineage. And it goes back to David, the king. So Jesus was of the royal line. He had the authority and he had the bloodline to offer himself as king of Israel. And this is what he is doing here. He's offering himself peacefully, meekly, lowly. offering himself to be their king. And in doing so, even though he knew that he was going to be crucified, doing so, he was fulfilling prophecy. Because if you look at Zechariah 9.9, 9, it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and saved himself, poor and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. So in coming into Jerusalem, the way he was coming into Jerusalem, he was also fulfilling prophecy. Because Zechariah is talking about the Messiah presenting himself as king. And this is what Jesus was doing. He was riding into Jerusalem, presenting himself as the king of the Jews, knowing 
that they were going to reject him. But he still did it. And he still did it peacefully, offering himself as king peacefully. And then we see later on Israel rejects her king. Israel rejects him. But Isaiah talks about this rejection in Isaiah 53. We also see Daniel talking about this rejection. Because Daniel prophesied that the, that the Messiah was going to be cut off. He was going to be killed. So Israel rejects her king, crucifying him. Yet in doing so, this did not end his kingdom. Because he is God. They crucified him, but he arose from the dead. They tried to stop him from being king, but he ascended back up into heaven and now sits at the right hand of the Father as king because his kingdom is also a spiritual kingdom. And everyone that believes on him belongs to this kingdom. But what's going to happen? He still has to be king of Israel. And when he returns, he's going to become king of Israel. Right now, he is king of the heavenly kingdom, the spiritual kingdom of God. But when he returns, he is going to set up his throne and sit upon the throne of David and be the king of Israel. And we see this. But I want to show you the difference here. Turn over to Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 19. Starting in verse 11, it says, And I saw heaven open, and behold... A white horse. Notice now he is not coming peacefully. He's riding a horse. And I saw a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and he judgeth and fighteth righteously. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a great gar with a garment dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the hosts which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed with fine linen, white and pure. And out of his mouth went out a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the heathen, for he shall rule them with a rod of iron. For he is it that treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath upon his garment and upon his thigh a name written, the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
Notice the difference of how he is offering himself. The first time he offered himself, he rolled the colt. He came peacefully, offering himself to Israel. He was humble, poor, lowly, meek. And he came as the Prince of Peace. He was silent when tried, forgave those who crucified him. But when he returns, he is coming as the conquering king. Riding a horse. And then if you look, it says that he comes to judge. He comes to smite the heathen. And he will rule with a rod of iron. And he will rule for a thousand years. So he offered himself as king. He is king of the spiritual kingdom and he is the coming king. And he will be king. So when we look at the triumphal entry, when we look at Palm Sunday, it is about his upcoming sacrifice where he dies on the cross for our sins. But there's also another aspect to it. He was offering himself as king. But it's also about him being king. Because he is king. And what we see is Israel rejects her king. But what happens? Even though Israel rejects her king, the Gentiles received him as king. We received him as king. And we received his spiritual kingdom. And we do this when we receive him as our Lord and Savior and receive him into our hearts. Now there will be a day when he returns. And as we look around, we can see that that day is drawing closer and closer. But there will be a day when he returns and he will return as king of kings and lord of lords and he will be king of Israel. But as we look at Palm Sunday and his triumphal entry, what we see is, is his miracles proved his deity. His miracles proved that he was the Messiah. And his being the Messiah proved that he was the son of David and the rightful king of Israel. He is our king, our savior, and our Lord. And today what I want to ask you is, is he your king? Is he your savior? And is he 
your Lord because he is king and he is the coming king. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can learn about your kingship and, and just all there is to know about you that we can learn, Lord. We're just thankful that we can learn it from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. If there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.